0: All right, so welcome and, and shalom. Yeah, thank you. Uh, all right, that's like serious pressure, right? I mean, somebody actually from Israel. Uh, I mean, I'm from San Diego, and that was as close as we got. So, um, so anyway, hey, um, brothers and sisters, I am so uh, excited to be here. As you know, I am grateful that you would come and study Isaiah for round two with me today. We do have a lot to cover, and so uh, since I get to pick what we're covering, um, I thought we would do a couple things today. Now, I liked it so well that I made another handout, so. Um, but I copied it, it not in color because I was cheap. So um, so take one, pass it around, and if it's distracting, don't take one, okay. So, So that's kind of the rule of thumb I heard about that. All right, so what what I thought we'd do today is we'll do kind of the same structure we did last week, is we'll do a quick um, overview of kind of where we left off and a little bit of structure, and then we'll also cover a couple of the the foundational elements that we need to remember from uh, the scriptures before we jump into Isaiah. So we'll not spend as much time today as we did last time, but we will do that, and then we'll... Uh, potentially jump to Isaiah 6 we we may need to jump back to two and four a little bit um, as well all right you guys ready okay questions comments from last week any uh aha moments anybody want to share the whole thing was an uh aha okay that's awesome Um, (laughs) anybody else besides you know the whole thing yes party
1: oh yeah the nations
0: means Gentiles good Yeah, then you say, ah, oh, everybody else. Yeah, so it's it's helpful, right? I thought that was helpful, too. So, good. Um, I didn't get my copy back, so let's see if I remember it. All right, so let's do, let's do the structure a little bit again. So remember last time we talked about this kind of complex literary structure of Isaiah, and we kind of said it comes in, um, I'm going to make it like this, in two halves. Do you guys remember what the two halves were? Or it's an open book test. It's on the top of the page. What was on this side? Judgment. Judgment, okay. Okay, so we're gonna find what what uh, chapters kind of are in that first half? To
1: 39.
0: To 39, that's right. Boy, not, my arm doesn't go that far. So, I had this stump surgery a few weeks ago. It's like two months now, and so, and it's just left my arm in a mess. Yay, surgeons, okay. So, I talked to him about it and I said, you know, I'm still getting this pain and he was like, life-saving device. What are you gonna do? It was super helpful. So, buck up, life-saving device. Okay, so, but my arm doesn't go that high. Okay, so what's the second half? Hope, uh, hope yeah, I don't know what you guys said, but I'm gonna do this. Hope uh, for redemption. And so what is, what chapters would that be? 40. yeah the rest through 66 that's right okay there's kind of this link what did we talk about that link being? that kind of links the two halves together Here's a number. prophecy of of what of a remnant yeah so I'm gonna stick that over here there's this remnant that we keep talking about this this group that's going to be or maybe multiple groups that are going to be kind of um, they're going to come back this remnant is going to be saved okay so good news okay so on this half the way for me to remember it you can kind of do it anyway it's not right wrong but um if you kind of do 1 through 12 1 through 5 6 7 through 12 and then 12 uh, 13 through 27 28 through 40 is kind of a good way to chunk stuff out so um just They have kind of themes and you'll see some of the poetry goes together. So we started in chapter one and we didn't even have time to get out of that, so what I thought we'd do is kind of spend time here and here. Just so you know, in my lesson plan, I have no hopes of getting to that at all. So you'll have to read that on your own and then we'll spend the second, I I don't wanna, like spoiler alert, tell you what's coming. So it's just darkness, but the whole part is over here. Okay. So we'll we'll come back to that, but I want to spend a little bit more time here because what happens, what are, what's going to happen to the people, um, both in the northern kingdom and in Judah, what's going to happen to them, kind of at this stage, it's this judgment is coming and what's going to happen to them? Do you guys remember? Conquered. Yeah, yeah, and and I like to use the word exile, right? So whether they're the northern ten tribes and they're taken away by the Assyrians and the southern and who takes them away? Do you guys remember? Babylon. Yeah, Babylon. So they're going to go into exile, right? So it's kind of right where that breaks as well. Okay? We feeling okay with the history part? I think so. You guys all get a at least a B. So, <laughs> so okay, helpful. All right. So I wanted to. Uh, what did I put there on your foundational side? Of Prophet, mind okay, the one that we didn't get to do last week that I think we should do, so open your scriptures, let's go to Isaiah 1, and we're actually going to jump right into 2, I lied. We're going to start in chapter 2. So we talked about chapter 1 being what um, for the whole book of Isaiah? Chapter 1 is a a good summary, yeah. Chapter 1 serves as kind of a good summary of everything that's going to happen, but I like to think that it goes through and ends on, a, on about the first four or five verses of two. okay. For, for, um, so the first half we read, it was like, oh, woe is me. And then remember, it was a little bit of, hey, um, come let us counsel together, right? Though your sins be scarlet, they will be what? White snow. And though they be crimson, they shall be as wool. So there's like this chance for this redemption, right? There's still, it's okay, it will work out or it can work out. And then we're going to read about this thing right here. So let me, who can help me? And let's read. Ah, let's just read through four. So someone read one, chapter two, one through four. Anybody have that? The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. And he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords into ploughshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. Okay, thank you. The first verse is is the only verse that we read that's not poetry. Okay, so you can't see it in your King James remember? but it's the word of Is- uh, uh, that Isaiah, the son of um, Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem, and then he tells us something that's gonna happen. What did you hear that was gonna happen? Ashley. No, have a temple. A temple, interesting. I didn't, I didn't see temple in that word in there anywhere. Huh, that's inspired, let's see what it says. Anything else, good job Ashley, we'll come back to that. Anything else that you saw was gonna happen there?
2: Yeah. Mark. The law will go forth from Zion.
0: The law will go forth from Zion. From Zion. Okay. Okay. When is this gonna happen? When? How do you know that?
1: Because we know that the law will come forth from Zion during that
0: time. Well, but how do you know that? Anybody see it? It's right in the second line. And it come to pass in the last days, days. Okay, Mine says latter. A lot of times the Old Testament will be translated latter, the New Testament will be translated um, last. It's just the Greek and the Hebrew being translated into English. So don't get confused or think it's something different. It's the same thing. So it's like in, it shall come to pass that in the latter days, right? So you're right on, right on. So we're talking about for Isaiah sometime in the far future, right? in these last days, in these last days. All right, and then it's gonna say that something's gonna happen. Now let's go back, let's put on our way back hats, beginning of of, uh, scriptural history, and the beginning of scriptural history happens in a particular place. You open up your Bibles on page one and two, and where is the setting? A garden, yeah, it's a garden. Okay, okay. And who is in the garden when we start? God, yeah. So God's there in the garden. He's walking and talking with those that are made in his image, right? Right, He's making them. And even from there, it talks about these rivers, right? You guys remember there are these four rivers that go out? And it lists them. It's not really a geography lesson, but it's, hey, there's this this life-giving, You know, water it's going to go out from this whole place. Okay. So the rest of the time but what happens? Oh, spoiler. What happens? Does it work out well for them? Yes or no? Yes. Yes and no, right? That's (laughs) a true question. As it should be, right? But do they end up staying in the garden? No. No. They are kicked out into the laundry world. And out they go. And so there is this time that it's going to be restored, right? When we're going to go back to this garden. And a lot of times we see that it's going to be a temple, right? Does Anybody see why? Right? Where, if, where, is God to, where is God on earth today? It's not in a garden, is it? It's in the temple, right? Where heaven and earth meet. So it's kind of like this. I know, I went to art school. It's like, if this is heaven and this is earth, they're separated, right? Yes, they are, That's right. <laughs> Let me answer you're like, I don't know, This is. I've never seen this drawing before. <laughs> um, I didn't learn this in primary. Um, and, and there's kind of a, t- a place, right, where they cross over. Where's that place where they cross over? The temple. The, temple. the temple, yeah. And there's kind of a heavenly temple, right? And the modern temple is formed, and built after the same structure as the um, the heavenly temple, right? And it's this place where heaven and earth meet. And one day, in the latter days, right, the Lord will return, and He's going to put it back together, right? Heaven and earth will be one, right? Heaven and earth will be one. Um, do you remember when John the Baptist comes to preach? And do you remember what his message is? This is, if you, if you know this, you will get an A for the rest of the semester. <laughs> that is worth nothing, but you pray. Anybody know what his message is? Repent, for the kingdom of God is... No, near. That's right, I set you up for that one. The kingdom of God is near. The kingdom is near. It's coming. Do you remember when Christ, after... He goes into the wilderness and is tempted, and he comes back. Do you remember what his message is? Repent. The kingdom of God is at hand. Wait. What? What? That doesn't even make... I'm looking that up. Okay. This kingdom, right? We want this kingdom to come, right? What's in the end of Lord's Prayer? Thy kingdom come... Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We want to return to the Lord. We want to return to this. We want to return to his presence. A lot of times, so let's just say heavenly temple, Eden, and it's a lot of times set where? What uh, geographical location? Like a beach. No. Oh, it's not a beach. Yeah, I was hoping for a beach, but it is a mountain. <laughs> right. I know. You're like, duh, Lori. It's not. It's a mountain. We all know. Right? Right? Where was Moses called to be a prophet? On a mountain on Sinai. That's weird. Right? Um, why a mountain? It's. it's, Tell me again, Daryl.
1: Mountains in the scriptures represent temples.
0: Yeah, right? It's the highest point to get to the heavens. It takes effort to get there. It takes effort to get there. It's the highest point. It's the point nearest to the heavens, right? So it's the place that's going to represent the nearest that we can be to God. Um, Okay, so it's this mountain, temple, garden. Now, one symbol that we sometimes miss as Latter-day Saints as members of the restored gospel of the church of something that I can't get right. Um, That is a mouthful. I'll get it, I'll get it, I'll get it. I've had decades of non-practice at that. Um, Is that there's this place, right, that's also going to be, you know, Mount Zion, that there's going to be a city there too, this holy city that will be and from this holy city, this the where the temple is on the mountain, this is where it's going to come from, right? So we often go, oh yeah, it's the temple it's the mountain. I think we're pretty comfortable with that one. but I think the one that we sometimes miss is that Jerusalem, right? Zion, originally there was a little tower called Zion, and that was in the city and so then it took on that name. Um, and so it was, this, this Mount Zion, this holy Jerusalem, right, when it's the good side, right, the temple side, the holy side, this redeemed side, it's going to be here. And from here, right, the law will go forth. From here, right, it even talks about it at some certain times you'll see a river is there and it's back being Eden, it's back being there with God, okay, yes? I was going
1: to say, too, that Jerusalem was actually a combination of Jebu and Salem. And Salem was caught up when Melchizedek, the prophet, was there along with the temple. Yeah. And so the prophecies indicate in the book of Revelations that it will come down out of heaven and be adjoined with... The temple yeah. here
0: yeah yeah in fact you got to remember these stories because otherwise you'll forget right that there's this giant cube that's going to come down and it's like oh, that giant gold cube you remember the giant gold cube from revelation
2: <laughs> <laughs> the holy of holies
0: the holy of holies that's going to come same mission same vision okay same idea so you got to remember this idea of returning to eden returning to where god is a temple mountain zion City, Right, is this place where we'll return to be with God? It's this envisioning of this,
1: yes, sir. You know that I like that word uh, return As I understand it
0: uh, in Greek means to return. Oh, I don't know, I don't know, Any, I don't know Greek. Yeah, I like it. We're gonna say yeah because <laughs> it fits. Atonement. We're going to come to that. We're going to come to that today. In fact, we have to change gears. So I want to show something, though, It's interesting. It'll come to pass in the latter days, the mountain of the house of the Lord. So you're exactly right, right? A temple in this mountain will be established in the highest of the mountains, and it shall be lifted up above the hills, and all the nations will flow into it. So we've just looked at a vision, if we forgot chapter 1, in which it was like the nations are going to tear down the city, Right? and the law there, and the temple will be destroyed. And then, but in the future, there's a place where everyone's going to come to the city, to the city. Um, Where is this now? Jerusalem? Maybe, maybe not. Where, what else do we see in here? Do you guys know the city? There's a temple close by. I don't know if you've seen it. It's next door. Um, but do you, I, I think a lot of us go, oh, yeah, Salt Lake Temple. Um, I think one of the ideas was, do you know the, uh, what, what, the, what the members wanted to name the state? Remember, they established here they were not part of the United States. Deseret. Deseret. Mm-hmm. Good. Deseret. And what does Deseret mean? Honeybee. Honeybee, yeah. Honeybee. Now, this is where our visitor from Israel will laugh. Be nice, visitor, In <laughs> Hebrew, right? Um, honeybee, uh, do we know, what's honeybee in Hebrew? What's bee, a little bee? Dvor. Like Deborah, right? Yes. The same name, Deborah, right, comes to be uh-huh. a bee. And um, I think it comes from the same word as devir, right? Well, we say it, we spell like that, but devir, right? Huh? Which is dedicated, yes. yeah, dedicated. And that is the name of the little, in the temple, of the little room next to the Holy of Holies is that. So we're like, hey, we want to make this a dedicated, right, a, um, uh, what does this mean in Hebrew? Besides B, what does the beer mean? Is it separate? What is devir? Devir. Um it means the,
2: the most secret place, the holy place.
0: Yeah, the holy place. Yeah, the holy place. OK, Whew, that worked out.
1: <laughs> so the holy place,
0: right, so we're like, yeah, we honeybee right we think there's rat because of the Jaredites and they took this honeybee but we're setting up a, a, a Zion like community in which the temple will be restored in the holy place the place that's most holy and separate that God can come and be think of this word holy for a minute which is kadosh right yeah. <laughs> Okay. okay two for two I better stop on my head we're gonna come back to that really fast and so it's like this, but what did we end up being named? We didn't, we're not the state of Deseret. Utah. Oh, bummer. What does Utah mean? High in the mountains. Oh, that's too bad. Let me read that scripture again. And it'll kind of pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord will be established in the highest of the mountains. What? What? <laughs> not true I'll race it. (laughs) So I think we wanted it to be this and instead we had to go with Isaiah. Uh, You don't always get what you want. All right so um, but there will be a time in the last days and the latter days when the city will be redeemed. Now we also think could be here we also think a new Jerusalem right? Jerusalem. And now all the nations will flow unto it and there the law will go forth right? The word of God will go forth from there. Um, And so remember, if you were part of Judah in this time, what would you think we were talking about? You're gonna be, Jerusalem's gonna be destroyed in like 150 years. And Assyria, uh, northern kingdoms are gonna be destroyed in two from this time, okay, when this was written. So, or at least when we know Isaiah was called as a prophet. And so you're like, hey, Even though there's this terrible destruction, aren't we the people of God? Aren't we his chosen people? How maybe he's not that great. Maybe we blew it, right? But there's hope that in the last days it will be restored. Okay? So there's kind of our synopsis. Are we with me so far? You ready to change gears? We don't have a lot of time. Let's flip over to uh, chapter 6. You'll have to read the rest on your own. I am creating an informal study group for Come Follow Me for Individuals and Families in the New Year. And if you'd like to come by the house, it will be in paninias. So come on <laughs> by um, in the New Year. Because we will have to read through more stuff than what we're doing right now. Um, Isaiah 6. Isaiah 6 is a little bit unique in that we see this call of a prophet, okay? Now we're pretty familiar with the role of a prophet, but we don't always focus on their call, and it's a pretty unique event. So let's read it together, and then let's um, jump into it and see what we learn. Let's do, I'm in six. Let's just do six through six, one through six, six, one through six, just through the very beginning, and then we'll, we'll keep going. Who can help me with that? One through six. Okay, thanks,
2: Alan. In the year, King. Came- Ooh, Zion. Yes. Okay, good. Died. I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings, with twain he covered his face, and with twain he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the posts of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from off the altar.
0: Oh sorry do do the quote yeah just, just go one
2: more
0: That's okay. good one more just the quote there and He laid it upon
2: my mouth and said lo this hath touched my lips and thine iniquity is taken away and thy sin purged
0: Okay great great Um wait what <laughs> right I'm going to stitch it on a pillow um pretty soon Okay so so Isaiah what did I,
2: Chris what did Isaiah mean? name me Oh hang on, hang on.
0: Go she got like an A-plus on this last week um, <laughs> um,
2: Isaiah's name means the Lord is my
0: salvation yeah the God saves right okay so the Lord saves so salvation okay so that's the thing that's his name now he's a priest in the temple he's a priest in the temple and we remember Lori's really awesome drawing of the temple kind of right out here is the courtyard, and then you come in, and there'll be various depending on when we are, where we are. Um, they'll go into the courts, and then the holy place, and then the holy of holies, and, all, and, and it gets kind of more holy as you go in, right? So who resides in the holy of holies? The Lord's, right? What's in there for most of the time? What's, what piece of furniture is in there? Not the altar. Right. Yeah. The Ark of the covenant, covenant, right? And it's kind of like his throne. It's where he sits, right? Or some think maybe his feet, like his footstool, okay? So here is the Ark, okay? How? Who gets to go in there? How often? Once a year. Once a year. Yeah. Yeah, once a year, right? Once a year. And they go in on the Yom Kippur Day of Atonement, right? They go on the Day of Atonement, and they're going to take there's a ceremony right with the goats and they take one and they tie a little red ribbon and put all the sins of the people and he runs away he's the scapegoat and then that's where we get that term (laughs) yeah and then the other one they sacrifice he takes the blood and he sprinkles it and it's the it's the atonement for the people for the sins of the people right so he's in here what happens if you go in here and you are not holy yeah you've seen indiana jones so so he knows right so it says but isaiah has a vision and he sees himself in the temple now he's a priest he knows how this works right and if you if you really want some good reading you can read the whole book of leviticus which tells us how we make ourselves ritually pure right how we make ourselves pure to enter into the lord's presence right there is a a number of things we have to do to enter. Now, he knows the rules. He knows he shouldn't even be in there. He has this vision, and he's like, hey. and but what does he see? What does he see in the vision? The first thing he sees, what is it? Is that the first thing he sees? The Lord sitting on his throne. I can't draw that. So I'll be struck down. So uh, he sees the Lord, a vision of the Lord, and he calls him the Lord of what? Hosts. What's the Lord of hosts? hosts what's what kind of reference is that yeah jehovah i true but what is the lord of hosts what does it mean to be he's the lord of hosts it's an lord of all it's an army right it's a heavenly hosts right it's the armies of heaven right so it's he's there and he says oh i can i see him on his throne and it is um, the lord of hosts and then and what else does he see he sees what seraphim hell yeah you know seraphim we totally go yeah totally what's a seraphim
2: uh,
0: it's a yeah they're all heavenly beings right they're heavenly beings and it this is the plural my hebrew is a little rusty it means fiery a fiery am i okay still seraph yeah, fiery. Is this is so much more pressure than I'm used to. I know. I know. Most of you don't know, so I can say whatever I want. Uh, oh, but it's a a fiery being, right? A fiery being. Why would why would they be described as a fiery being? Purifying. Interesting. I like that. What else? The glory. The glory. Yeah. And they and there are three of them. And we'll, they have wings, and we'll talk about that never, because we time. And then, um, and they're saying something. What are they saying? Holy, 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 right? Three times. Why three times? What do you think? If I say it once, it's like, kind of holy. Twice, pretty holy. Three, super holy. Right? Holy, holy, holy. It's emphasizing. Holy, holy, holy. Three times the number that indicates completeness or the, the god right of god it's of god holy 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 so they're around him and they're saying holy 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 now remember these seraphim we see them on the veil of the temple right and on the top of the ark of the covenant so they guard the way to the lord so when we see the seraphim we go oh it's holy we better be good now holy is a weird word we use it kind of but not very often Usually we think like holier than thou, right? But we don't go, oh, he's holy. Holiness of the Lord. What does it mean to be holy? To be worthy. To be worthy. Good. Why is why is he he has a reaction. Is he super excited to be there? He's like, oh no. Okay. That holiness he needs to be pure and he knows he isn't. Right? I am a man of unclean lips and I live with the people of unclean lips. What's going to happen to him, Indiana Jones? Right, it's coming. Right, it's so holy and he's impure that he cannot be in the Lord's presence. He knows it's not. But what happens? Yeah, what happens? The seraphim, right, takes the from where does he get this coal from? The altar, and he says what? He puts it on his in his mouth, and he says what does he tell him your sins are forgiven and uh the word I have is your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. it is covered right so what happens on the altar what what happens on the altar animal sacrifice right the lamb of God is sacrificed as a for sin and from that he's a, a symbol right of Christ coming to atone for his sins. He is made pure. He is made pure, right? So he's like, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. It's too holy for me. And he is atoned by the sacrifice, right? By the sacrifice. Oh, we're out of time. What? Serious? Come on. <laughs> 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 I saw. No
2: yeah, thank, thank
0: you, thank you. It makes me feel important. Um, brothers and sisters, I think if I have any takeaways that I have, and please share yours if you have them. But I think one of the reasons I wanted to tell you this is how important it is to have a prophet, but also to remember the sacrifice of our Lord and his atoning sacrifice that lets us regain his presence. Come back to Zion, come back to the city, that, we will, that there is hope in judgment, that the Lord has a way for us to be redeemed through the Messiah. And through him, we too can one day enter his presence. The Lord loves us. He wants us to regain his presence. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Questions, comments? Yes, Alan. My
1: question is, I'm looking at
0: that in 6 in verse 2. What's twain? 2. 2. Yeah, my version, I like the English Standard version. And so it just says um, 2. With two, he covered his face. Two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. So just, just, just I and mean, the other thing I noticed is that the, the, these uh, uh, angels or serpents I mean, he described with wings. Yeah. Six wings. Yeah. Yeah, and you should read Ezekiel. They have, like, a face of an ox, and it's super complicated. One day, we'll talk about it more. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Way to go. I know. It's like softball. You have to come back. Okay. <laughs> okay, so next week, uh, next week we'll do chapter forty is actually where we are start. Maybe we'll let we'll finish up this what do we think? Uh Penny. Just really quick just to yes. look at verse eight. Okay. Talk about that for a minute. Okay. Verse eight. Uh, so I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Yeah. Then said I hear my send me. Yeah. Okay, is Christ talking and is Isaiah answering? the Lord's talking, and he says, and he's up there with his heavenly host. This is a vision unto what we call the divine council, uh-huh. right? He's up there with other spiritual beings, Sarah and others. And we have other versions of this, right? Ezekiel, Joseph Smith. I mean, there's a lot, right? And they go into them and they say, Who shall go for us? And he says, Here I am. Who will Isaiah go for us? Says, Isaiah. Isaiah says, Here I am, send me. And here's the message that you'll send the prophet gets his commission. And then if you read, he'll say, it's bad news. Go tell him bad news. And it's like, so how long? Yeah. yeah, keep going. Good luck, man. <laughs> right? um, yes? Well, um, just from some notes I have, it says that the wings, that Alan was asking about, they symbolize power to move to act. Right, you find that in Doctrine and Covenants thanks good job a plus for you <laughs> for kicking notes i know okay any other questions or comments yes
1: just that when we talk about isaiah we talk about several different levels and generations of people because many of the things that are written in there happened over several generations yeah. of time not just during his time no
0: exactly right right we know 150 years later they're writing in the name of isaiah so we'll we'll get we'll get there i don't want to you know come back learn more okay any other questions
1: our father in heaven we come before thee at the close of this gospel doctrine class our thankful Uh, for Sister Lori's teachings and the inspiration that she brings to us the bolstering of our testimonies we are grateful unto thee for the great prophets written of in Scripture and thy Holy Son the atonement that he made in our behalf we ask thee Father to watch over us the remainder of this day and keep us safe from harm and from danger. Help us to keep this day holy dear father we pray in the name of Jesus Christ amen. amen.